2: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing.
3: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
0: Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year i'm julia
3: i'm anthony and we're back on black friday
0: we are for something incredibly special For all of you out there that take time to listen to us every week, Um, we know you love our voices, uh, but this week we've got something a little special for you with this episode only. You get to hear some new voices. Um, We got the opportunity to speak to two very large Christmas fans that I know enhance our season, and we're hoping these conversations with them will enhance your season. So, first, to start things off, please enjoy our discussion with tanya Nayak from abc's the great christmas light fight
2: three two, two.
0: Uh, hey, tis the Podcast listeners, I know we don't typically come to you on a Friday, but man, do we have something awesome for you. Um, Anthony and I are super jazzed to be talking to um, somebody that enhances our Christmas season every Christmas. We've got Tanya Nayak from The Great Christmas Light Fight that airs on ABC um, to chat a little bit about what we love so much here on the podcast, Christmas. Tanya, welcome. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Can you believe it's Christmas time already? How did that happen? (laughs) I
3: have no clue. It feels like we blinked and here we are.
1: (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I know I went from bikinis to winter hats and just like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We pace ourselves all year. We are a year round podcast, but it never fails to creep up on us. Even though we meet every week To talk about Christmas, so so it's bonkers how fast time how fast time gets at the end of the year. Just speeds by. I
1: I know that you guys share the same love of Christmas that I do. Because (laughs) when I'm not filming the Great Christmas Light Fight, I'm thinking about it, and I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to it every year. You know, and here we are at season twelve, well, season eleven rather.
3: Yeah, I look right? forward to it every year as well. It's a must watch in our house every Sunday night. <laughs> Aww, that makes me so happy.
0: Absolutely. Same here. And I've got um I've got some kids in my house, and I have two in particular that are just massive, massive fans of the show. Um, uh, my 12-year-old actually has been doing his own light show for a few years here and is always growing it. And you wow. are the inspiration for that. <sighs>
1: That's amazing. Well, maybe one day we'll be at your house. Maybe so. Stuff, right?
0: That's the goal. <laughs> I can absolutely see him being one of the dads someday that's talking to you on
1: the show saying, oh. here's all the stuff I've worked on for years and years. You'd be surprised though. We actually have contestants these days that are putting up light displays at the age of 10. <laughs> I mean, obviously with a little help from their family, but they are sure. putting them up and crushing it. So it's pretty wild to see that we have these people entering that have been doing lights, you know, they say, Oh, I've been doing it my, my whole life, or I've been doing it since I was five years old. And Mm -hmm. obviously it sounds like your kid is one of those people that one day will be like, I've been doing it, you know, since I was, how did they, did he just start at 12 or has it been years earlier?
0: Oh no, years and years. So Gabe has been doing it at least since eight, nine, 10 is when he really sparked the interest. So it's Um, a passion for him. I will say what I love, one of the things I love most about the show is that it really does forge this community, both of people watching it. But when you go house to house and family to family in every episode, um, I like how the family is its own community. But then when you bring the entire community in at the end to cheer them on and to rally around
1: these efforts that they put so much into, um, that feels like Christmas to me. It does. It really does. You know, uh, we had a couple of years where we weren't able to have all the families come in and it definitely felt different. But the energy from that their own personal family was always incredible. But now we're we're back to having some family members there. And it's it's exciting. And you you really nail it when you say that, because I feel like there are days we film at night because obviously we have to wait till the sun goes down (laughs) for the lights to come on. (laughs) <laughs> and with all the travel that we do, there are some days we're, where we're feeling a little tired, getting ready to go and show up. But the minute I get there and I see the family, it's like everything, not just the lights that light up, but everything, like their faces, my face, our energy, and everyone's just just so energized and excited that like you just can't help but smile ear to ear the whole entire time. I mean, I I am the cheek massager at the end of the night. I am like massaging <laughs> my cheeks because I've been smiling so much.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I I both envy your job because Christmas, beautiful light displays and everything, but don't envy you having to choose between oh. everything because they're all so amazing. Like, oh. how do, how do you do it? <laughs> like oh I I don't know how you do it.
1: <laughs> it is thank you for saying that. It is probably (laughs) the hardest part of my job. And I have to say it's, I am obsessed with my job. Like, I can't even believe that I get paid to do this for a living, you know, but that is the least favorite part because I know that every single person that enters they're putting everything they have into it. They're so passionate about it. They all do it for great reasons. You know, a lot of them are raising money for charities. A lot of them are doing it for their communities. A lot of them are just tech nerds that are are showing off in the best way possible. But picking the winner, I mean, Anthony, I'm not kidding. I have called up my producers in tears, like, I don't know I don't oh. know how to make this decision. and and it's like a, it's an annual thing. There's always, like, one moment when i have to call and say i don't i can't do it can we please just do a tie this year please can we do a tummy this year like, <laughs> no. and i say it every year i'm like can we do a tie this year <laughs> no. so well, it is, it's really hard
3: so what's like i guess the most important thing you're looking for i mean because it is so hard like is it just a feeling you get like what is it
1: there's a lot of things actually for me um as a designer, I am looking aesthetically for great design. You know, we're Mm -hmm. looking for something that is, is well balanced, has bright lights, is, is captivating and unique and different, but also I think I'm a bit of an emotional person. So I love a good story. I love to hear uh, why, why they did it and how it connects the dots from A to B, but it's because that's how I design, you know, I design restaurants, I design homes and condo developments. And for me, I always feel like a, a great design starts with a great story. So that's why it's important to me. Sometimes I'm sure there's, you know, people on social media that say, oh, you know, she's always picking an emotional one, but it's not true. It, it is really, it's a lot of variables. Um, that play into it. But of course, great design, use of lights, all of that is huge. I like that you mentioned a
0: story because uh, we've watched... Um, if not all of the seasons, most of the seasons and what we haven't caught live on television, we go back to Disney plus and we watch those and find them other places. But my single favorite episode that you ever did and favorite light show for that matter, that's been featured was season nine, episode one, where you did the Quintero family from California with the flowers,
1: 8,000
0: flowers. And the story that accompanied that was such a heartfelt story as well. Cause I think their daughter had been sick or passed away or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But like those, the ones I connect with, but what's so cool is everybody in our family connects with a different part of it. So I have my son who really loves the homemade, like the people that really cobble together the homemade items to make these awesome automations. And it's just, it appeals to so many people. And I love
1: that. Right. Right. And and that's actually, it's one of the things that I try not um, let influence my decisions because a lot of times, and they always say, you know, don't read the messages and don't read what people say on Facebook or whatever, but sometimes you can't, you can't (laughs) help it, you know? And there's a lot of people out there whose belief is, well, this is a Christmas show. So a digital display may not have a lot to do with a traditional Christmas, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not just about, it you know it's hard it's a hard one to relay it's about the holidays it's about christmas but it's about family friends and celebration you know and so we're not always just pinpointing it on as as many people say you know the reason for the season it's about joy it's about festivity you know i'm from india one of our big holidays is diwali which is the festival of lights so mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be about that so there are certain displays we see that people will contest and say well you know what did that have to do with christmas and and it's it's really, if you think about the bigger picture of what Christmas is all about, it is about celebr. I mean, I know, I know what it's about, so I don't. I don't want anyone to say, "Hey, that's that's not what it's <laughs> obviously you know what it's about." But, but the holidays in general are about family and love and celebration. So, so yeah. That's, that's kind of the the challenge sometimes, but I try not to get influenced because there are times where a digital display is just going to wow me because it's nothing I've ever seen before. But then there are times where a nostalgic Christmas is something that I just, I feel so connected to my childhood with. So there's a lot of different elements and that's, what's the great thing about having six episodes between Carter and I and seeing between the six episodes we're looking at 24 displays there's a little something for everyone so you may not like the winner I chose but you you've got your own winner in your own mind
3: yeah absolutely now besides the winners and these are all so great as we said earlier this is so hard for you yeah. um <laughs> are there are there any specific displays that haven't won that really stick out in your mind still to this day
1: Oh, every single episode. And I will say, sometimes I watch it on camera and It's really different when you're standing in the display versus watching it on television and how it gets shot. So I'm not behind the lens of the camera. I'm physically standing there. So when I sometimes see it aired, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? Like, I can't believe that that's (laughs) what it looked like. And there was one family, I recall, who had a tiny, tiny little front yard display, but they had this little roller coaster in it. And I remember... In person, it was re- it was impressive, but I was like, gosh, this display, it's so small. And then I watched it on camera and it literally looked like you were at an amusement park. Like you're at Six Flags or something. And I thought, oh, the viewers must think I was absolutely crazy for not picking them because it, it certainly did on TV look a little different than it did when I was there in person. So that that's a challenge sometimes too.
0: So you don't record the episodes in- the
1: Christmas season typically, right? Oh, actually we do. We do. So early days when we first started filming, um, we would try to cram everything in and then they were rushing to edit to get the Mm -hmm. shows completed in time to air. And it became challenging for the homeowners, for casting, for everyone, for editing. So now what you see, we filmed the the year before So we are in the holiday season, but we just film one year in advance. So what you'll see this season is, is what we just shot, but it's great because it gives everybody a chance to fully immerse themselves, get their display up the way they would really want to, and not be, you know, setting it up way, way, way too early when it just, when you're not feeling that holiday spirit so much.
0: That's fascinating. I was totally picturing all these. These families having their stuff up in like March, (laughs) July, and like staging it like it was Christmas. So yeah, I learned something today. I love that. Thank you for sharing that.
1: No, you're welcome. They do have to put them up a little, like just a few weeks earlier than probably normal, which isn't too bad. But they all have said the same thing, that they get to enjoy Thanksgiving for the first time. (laughs) So it's (laughs) if They get their lights up and then they're like, oh, we're so happy. We can actually have a... Giving dinner together
3: <laughs> and shooting it that must that way must be really cool for you when you watch it back like a year later like yes. oh I, not that you forgot about the display but i forgot how beautiful that or vivid that 100%. display was Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I was just looking, I was previewing some of the episodes that are going to be airing for this season, which I can't wait for you guys to see. Um, and I, I, I get that same wow moment watching it, even though I was there, <laughs> I was there but <laughs> it's still so exciting. And, you know, we have a couple of big things coming this year, uh, we're kicking it off with an all-star special. So on the 26th, we're going to have an all-star, which is Sunday, this coming Sunday, right after Thanksgiving. Um, that's going to be at 10 p.m. And then we have the XLs, which I got to shoot, which is always something that's more of like a public type of um, light display. So I got to go to some absolutely incredible, places that will blow your mind, like things that you could never even dream of in your, in your wildest imagination. So I know, I know for sure your kids are going to get a big kick out of that one.
0: (laughs) For sure. And that's exciting too, because that sounds like something that you could even treat as a destination while you're traveling out in the season, instead of just creeping on some yeah, neighborhood displays that you may or may not have seen on the show
1: absolutely I mean there's so many that I have so many friends that have families and kids that I know that they're going to want to go and visit some of these locations so yeah there I mean we went to um I think it's okay to say where we went you'll, you'll be able to see the actual display on the show but um I visited Albuquerque New Mexico I was in Atlanta Georgia um and then there was New York City, and I'm blanking on the last one right now. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. But but anyways, yeah, that's just a little teaser of of where we went.
3: That's amazing. Okay. So I'm from New York, and obviously New York does Christmas in a big way. But one of the things yes. I love about your show, besides seeing all the talented families and people on it, is you know, seeing how these other cities and towns across America celebrate and decorate for the holidays. And I think that's awesome.
1: Oh, it is so different. And, you know, and then there are, are places we ping pong across the country. So <laughs> I might be filming one in New York today and then Oregon tomorrow, then Texas the next day. I mean, my mileage is through the roof right now after <laughs> after the season. <laughs>
0: so i I'm super excited about the new project you just announced, um, visiting other uh, larger non-residential light displays. That sounds awesome. Um, Anything else coming down the road that you're really excited about, or I'm sure you're just excited about who else you get to visit in this awesome Christmas season?
1: I know. I know. I am. I'm so excited. We're still, we're in the thick of filming right now. I think I've literally been to about half of them. So, right, i just got to pop home for Thanksgiving for a couple of days, and then I'll be back on the road filming again. Um, but I'm I'm so excited for this season because the interesting thing about the great Christmas light fight, which is probably a little unique versus other shows that are seasonal like this, is that we're dealing with newer technology every year. So while I started filming the show 10 years ago, but we're currently filming season 12, is, is that... What I saw back when I started, I'm not, uh, I would definitely not say bored, but I'm not used to or accustomed to seeing the same thing over and over again. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when I first started, everyone was using incandescent lights. Now I'm seeing LED. Now I'm seeing digital shows. Now I'm seeing unique cool things that I've never seen before and different shows that are starting in different ways. You know, so it's it's been really fun to grow with the show and actually see the technology change. And that's why it's always interesting and it's always cool and it's always different. So this year you're going to see really some, some things that we've never seen before. So I'm excited for everyone.
3: I'm really excited for that as well. Now, do you like when you see all of these Displays and designs that people do as a designer yourself. uh Are you like, wow, I want them to come and do my house? So I yes. can do the break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Every year, Carter and I get asked this question of, like, well, what does your house look like at Christmas? And Carter and I, uh, we're both the same. We're like, well, we finished a few days before actual christmas day so we just get home a few days prior and how are we ever going to top what we just saw <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'm lucky if i get my tree up and plug it in and call it a day and then carter is a little better than i am because he has a little one at home so he he's doing it obviously for her so it's uh it's tough to compete with that that's for sure <laughs>
3: I also have to ask because Halloween is my second favorite holiday and for the past two seasons you kind of spun off into the great Halloween fright fight how's that been for you
1: oh my gosh well actually <laughs> this was our first season spinning off into it and so um for me I will never forget I'm the biggest chicken you'll ever meet in your life did you guys get a chance to see the episode but I need to, if not it's okay it's, it's oh. just
3: with the haunted house, the little yes. inside ride. Yeah, yes. I saw that. <laughs> okay.
1: So it was the most terrifying, exhilarating, exciting, fun thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a great kind of shake up and wake up from, you know, we've been doing Christmas for so many years that it was like, okay, now let me scare the daylights out of you. That I, <laughs> I actually called my executive producers the day of. And I was like, guys, I don't think I can do this. And they were like, nope, you're doing it. And I said, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) I was so pent up in my head. I was terrified, but it's hilarious because it's like, you can see it is so so genuine it's genuine fear in my face when you watch the episode it's hilarious (laughs) my husband was crying laughing when he was watching it
3: (laughs) it was so fun watching it like I said I'm as big into Halloween as I am Christmas so that was a delight watching it this year Uh,
1: thank you I really (laughs) hope that um you know we got some good ratings enough to do it again next year because i think both carter and i were like yes this is, this is funny
3: <laughs> i hope so too <laughs> carter
1: fell over i was screaming at the top of well, I, I like lost the voice cuz i was screaming so <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so we are uh, primarily a movie podcast so we ask guests that um come on our show the same few questions whenever we uh, chat with them. So the first one is, "What is your favorite Christmas movie?"
1: Oh, my favorite Christmas movie is Elf. That,
3: that's, that's ours a good too. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yes. So funny. I mean, there's always the classics, but that one just cracks me up. It's like a movie <laughs> I could watch a million times and never get sick of. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's so feel good. No matter yeah, what kind of yeah. mood you're in, it'll perk you up.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, how about favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song, I am I kind of go more for like the pop music songs, you know, a little Ariana Grande or Mariah Carey. <laughs> it always kind of makes you feel like, okay, it is Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> for sure.
3: One of my favorite Christmas songs, I love Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis. Oh, That's just... nice. <laughs>
1: yeah. are, you, are, you,
3: are you a fan of that one? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. and uh do you have a favorite christmas tv special like rudolph the grinch charlie brown one of those classics
1: am i allowed to say the great christmas life
3: (laughs) heck yeah you are that definitely Uh, counts
1: no but yes that and then i will say i am always a big charlie brown fan so that's that's another one yeah um, that one's special that's, yep one
0: of our favorites
1: as well
3: <laughs> and that sounds like a great double feature watching the great christmas life fight and charlie brown back to back on a sunday
1: yes yep <laughs> i like your style i like your style. <laughs> I, I appreciate so much that you both have such a love for christmas and that you watched all of our seasons it, it is a it is a true true labor of love like i know carter and i both yeah, I don't want to speak for him, but we've been doing the show long enough together that I feel like I can. You know, we are so grateful every year that we find out, okay, you guys are doing it again. You know, and it's one thing in my life that I I get so so excited for every year just getting my stuff packed up putting my winter coats in a bag and my hats and my boots and, and getting ready to go start filming and hearing everybody's stories and meeting everybody and learning how they do it is also another really cool thing about the show is you're not just looking at the lights, but you're learning about these unique things that they're doing. I mean, I was talking about technology. People are 3d printing a lot of the pieces in their displays. Now they're coming up with gadgets on how to crank up the lights for mega trees and and then we're seeing now holographic laser shows like just really unique different things that you're like how is this a part of a display for Christmas or for the holidays but they they find ways to do it you know
3: yeah it always blows me away and like what blows me away too is it's not just like it's people of all ages, right? Like you said, you could get like a young kid who's helping their parents with this like incredibly complicated light display, or you could get like, you know, a retired person you wouldn't even expect to, yes. you know, know how to work an iPhone, right? Like it always blows <laughs> me away. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's exactly it. I mean, you, you've covered it. That's exactly what it is. And that's why I walk up Carter and I both, we have no idea whose house we're going to. We have no idea what their names are. We know nothing when we, Up to the house and I we ask for it that way I don't want to know anything I want everything to be as authentic and genuine of a reaction as it can be you know so when I meet the families I'm literally when I say so tell me who you are (laughs) I really mean it (laughs) who are you you know and what's your story and why do you do it so those are a lot of the the questions we usually ask but it's because we really have no idea
3: (laughs) that's awesome
0: Well, I know our listeners are going to flock to watching the show if they haven't already. Um, Can you remind us again where they can catch that and when they get to watch it?
1: Absolutely. So we are going to be on um, this Sunday as a premiere, the 26th, right after Thanksgiving. It's on a little late. It's on at 10 p.m., but that's okay. You know, always, you can always set the recorder as well. Um, It's on ABC, The Great Christmas Light Fight, and we're kicking it off with an all-stars episode, which is going to be literally all the, like, biggest and best that we've seen throughout the years. So I would say do not miss it.
3: And I'm sure that only made your job even easier. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know. Well, you know what? Luckily, the All-Stars, it is snippets and clips of a lot of the ones, the best of the best that we've seen. So Mm -hmm. so it's all pulled together in one nice little Christmas package for everybody.
3: (laughs) Wow, that's
0: awesome. I love it. Well, we'll be following along during this Christmas season and watching you um, and Carter weekly. So excited. Tanya, thank you so
1: much for visiting with us. Um, yeah, our listeners thank you. Are just going to be beyond. Oh, thank you both. and And Merry Christmas to you both. And I really appreciate that you do this. And yeah, hopefully one day we'll meet. Hopefully one day I'll be at your house. Judging Ooh. your Christmas lights, I'll try to be as unbiased as possible, but you know, thanks. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
3: Julia, that conversation was so fun. She was a delight to talk to.
0: You know what is really cool is when people seem amazing on TV when you talk to them in person, like they're just like that.
3: Yeah. So I loved that. She was just as bubbly as she comes across on TV. And that's awesome. And it is awesome. I can't I can't wait to watch the show this year and be like, yeah, I got to talk to her, (laughs) y'all.
0: I know her.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know her. And she told my friend Julia that one day she'll be at her house judging her life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. That really sent (laughs) Gabe like over the moon, by the way. It's all he's talked about today. So I Um, love that. That was pretty great.
3: Yeah, it was. I was happy for him. I was happy he got to meet her. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's lovely that she took the time to meet him after we stopped recording as well. Exactly. Me too. Mm -hmm. Which just goes to show what an awesome person she is. Absolutely. Tanya just mentioned it, but where and when can people watch The Great Christmas Light Fight?
0: So uh, The Great Christmas Light Fight comes on on ABC. You can see their current season it starts Sunday. Um and I know you can see it at I think it's nine central, um, so 10 Eastern. Uh and it all starts Sunday and it goes just throughout the month of December. Um and so catch it for sure. It it really adds to our Christmas season in this house. I know.
3: Yeah, same in my house. It's a joy.
0: Now what's interesting about the next person we interviewed is there is a bit of crossing streams here. <laughs> Gabe's <laughs> like the connector of all things. So um Gabe you know, really enjoys, uh, doing light shows. And as we talked about with Tanya just a few minutes ago, um, music is important in a light show. And we got the opportunity to talk to one of these beacons of great Christmas music. Um, we got the chance to talk to Steve Morgan from straight No chaser, who, if you're familiar with the acapella group, um, really knows how to do Christmas, right? So take a listen.
2: On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave
0: to me. All right, guys, we are super excited to bring you some things sort of out of the normal realm of what we do on Tiz the Podcast, but we get to talk to somebody who knows a thing or two about Christmas tonight. Um, we, Anthony and I, are here talking tonight with Steve Morgan from Straight No Chaser, like the pinnacle of Christmas acapella.
2: Yeah, welcome, Steve. We we sing a lot of acapella in Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys.
0: We're so thrilled you were able to join us. Um, and our community is going to be thrilled as well to hear from you because um, we, you know, we love Christmas uh, year round for us. And so when we get exciting opportunities like this, particularly after a hot album drop, Uh, From y'all, it's especially exciting for us.
2: Wonderful, yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's go.
0: So, well, I mean, I'm curious. We're catching you between tour dates, right?
2: This is true. We've given ourselves a whole four days for Thanksgiving. We'll do get three days with our families for Christmas, Uh, and other than that, we say see you in 2024. Um, But that—that is the life we live. You know, for the last ten weeks of pretty much every year, we are out on the road uh singing at least half a show that's christmas
0: I, that's funny that was one of my questions actually <laughs> do you all tour exclusively at christmas time or do you have some non-christmas touring dates
2: no we got a, a bunch of non-christmas as well I, you know when we started we started as a group back at indiana university back in 1996 and all of it was just we were guys trying to sing for food and girls because what higher calling could you have in college <laughs> Um, and so most of our most of our material was actually non-Christmas. We probably had three or five songs in one of our shows um, that we recorded, and it just so happens that when we put that up on on the interwebs back in 2006, it sat there kind of nascent for about a year and a half, and then uh, the the video of the 12 Days of Christmas went viral. So lo and behold, after you know uh, what 12 years in existence, we were all of a sudden a Christmas group. <laughs> so, our, so our first album was called Holiday Spirits. Second album is called Christmas Cheers because we're just going in, going in for it. And um, but now, you know, with this past uh, this past summer, we did a full Yacht Rock um, album and Yacht Rock oh, cool. uh, tour. I got to tour with Ambrosia for a few dates as well, which was a blast. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've we've run the gamut. We've we'll, we've done everything from you know the 1930s to today. What's on the radio? And so when you, uh, the first half of our our show that we're doing right now, our slaying it tour, uh, the first half is non Christmas. The second half is is Christmas.
0: Excellent. Do you have a preference?
2: Uh, no, I don't really. I mean, you know, ultimately. The thing that, again, got our name out is the Christmas stuff. So, you know, when we are going to the same places every year in November and December, and you see the same faces, and you see, you know, four generations of a family will come together and say, hey, it's not the holidays until we've been to one of your shows. You're like, (laughs) all right. You know, that is, that's just, you're humbled. You're humbled to be a part of people's Christmas traditions and celebrations like that.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal.
3: Has it definitely made you guys more excited for the holidays every year? Like, just... Becoming a Christmas group and seeing all this excitement for your Christmas songs?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's awesome because, you know, it, it well, the thing, it's kind of to your point, you know, when you guys are talking about 365 days a year, that's kind of the the cycle for us because as soon as we get off the road, uh, you know, January one, we start thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? How do we top it? And then if if any time that we have done a Christmas album, really those arrangements we start working on those in February and March, uh getting in the studio in uh June and July. And and then it's you know, the mixing and everything like that. And the mastering is all done in September so that you have uh CDs to take out on the road with you and and things to stream in October, November, and December. So you know, we we know that uh that full year Christmas cycle all too well.
3: <laughs> Actually, I was going to bring it up because you just mentioned your arrangements and your process. Like, what exactly is your creative process Like, when it comes to choosing the songs and how you arrange it and everything like that? Can you walk us through that a bit?
2: So we've got probably three or four guys who are the primary arrangers. And... um then everybody else is, you know, throwing their hat in the ring at some point. You know, I, I'm I'm not a primary arranger, but I've got I'll, you know, have a, a one or two songs in a show, <laughs> if I'm lucky. But um, you know, it's it's everybody's coming up with ideas. We're we're spitballing uh, just song list. You know, earlier this uh, gosh, this month we were talking about something for a project we were we want to do next summer and it was just like all right here's 75 songs that kind of fit the bill does this see if this sparks anything in anybody and you know just that's how those conversations get started Uh, and so you know ideas can come from anywhere but then you know once somebody sits down with it you know we all have our recording rigs at home so you can when, when you're demoing out something you have a pretty good idea of what it's going to sound like at the end. And then, you know, we kind of, it's, it's a democratic process. We vote the best, uh, the best (laughs) things make it to the end. And, and that's what we present to the world. Nice. That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a business.
2: I mean, mean, there has to be a little bit of that involved.
0: (laughs) So that uh, brings a question to mind. So when uh, you're a founding member, is that correct? I am. So how does it feel today on tour with the guys versus when it started and y'all found each other on campus and all of that? Does it feel different? Sort of the same?
2: The relationships are kind of the same, you know, just these are the people that I've known for over half my life. So <laughs> in that respect, th- these are just, you know, these are the brothers I didn't have growing up. <laughs> we, <laughs> awesome. we know each other, you know, inside and out. And, and as for the difference in, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a slight difference in professionalism I assure you because you know we started off we were singing for mom's weekends and things like that at sororities and it would just be like all right who was too drunk last night to sing uh, any solos today and that's how we would decide our set list now you know there's a little more professional decorum to it all
0: years have gone by I get how that happens (laughs) kind of back to Anthony's uh, comment earlier and it's sort of how we feel sometimes covering content all year long. Um, we definitely get to some of the summer months where it can feel like it dredges along and we're just kind of grasping on by a thread, the feel of cool weather and real Christmas returning. But um, does Straight Note Chaser enhance your during the year Christmas feels? <laughs> you know, you say that you, you're working on Christmas content most of the year. Um, do you find it as I don't know. Is a boost to your Christmas experience, or does Christmas sometimes just feel like a job?
2: Um, no, and and I think you know when you walk through the hallways of our dressing rooms, even in November, December, people are blaring Christmas music. So we're not we're not tired of it. We still love the season, love it all. But yeah, you haven't lived until you've walked out of a Christmas recording session <laughs> and into a hundred degree Indiana <laughs> uh, evening. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So so one of the things I think is really cool that you brought up earlier you t- I live in New York. New York at Christmas is amazing, but I would yep. love to see so much of the country at Christmas and how they celebrate differently and everything. Is there a specific city or town? I'm sure you love them all. I'm sure it's all been cool, but do you have a mm-hmm. do you have a few favorites you've been to over the years?
2: Um, I mean, definitely, you know, we're excited to come back to the beacon. We'll be at the beacon on December 5th, I believe. So beautiful theater. for that one. Yeah, I love that. And just, I, you know, I lived in New York for six or seven years. So, you know, getting to just be back in the streets. It, it, New York in, in December and the holiday season is a special thing, as you know. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so just seeing seeing how different, you know, seeing how the Southwest treats the holiday season versus the midwest you know i i grew up born and raised in indiana and i live in cincinnati so i know the midwest but you know when you get down to you know a, a light wrapped cactus and you you see the different <laughs> traditions that everybody ha- everybody has that's that's really cool and and then there's there's always something to it um you know because we have nine guys who live in basically eight different cities when we go to everybody's hometown and just see how the hometown embraces them it's always a special special night
3: mm-hmm. that's really cool
0: that is was really cool. You were in Tulsa not too long ago. Yeah. I was downtown and saw your, um, y'all's name on the billboard there. The yeah. One of Hall. our guys
2: lives in Tulsa. So, you know, it was a, a special night for him. You know, he's got his wife and daughter there and he, he walks up to, you know, give his personal introduction. The whole crowd goes crazy. <laughs> that's, that's the good stuff. I love <laughs> it.
0: I guess it really feels like a family, huh?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've, I mean, we've all got wives and kids, so, you know, we're, we're we're first first party uh examiners to each other's lives and uh, all of our aging families as they go
3: <laughs> so i'm sure you have a special place in your heart for all the songs you guys have done but do you have a specific like um christmas song that you are particularly proud of like that you guys cover your arrangement <laughs>
2: um one that we do every night uh, at the very end of the show put the microphones down just take you know take all the pro- production away just turn on some lights and sing out into the audience with no no amplified sound uh, we do a oh holy night and it's just mm. a special moment of the show where the, the audience just everything you can hear a pen drop and at the end it just erupts and you're like every every night that that first moment of you hit the last note cut off silence and then like, oh all right that's the tingle every night
0: <laughs> that's one of my favorites
2: yeah yep. yeah Mine too but you know then you know we at the same time we'll, we'll do the christmas can can where we're you know kicking our <laughs> kicking like crazy and, and the fact <laughs> that we can go back and forth between the silly and the heartfelt it's it makes it fun for us it makes it fun for the audience and i think ultimately i think that's what keeps people coming back
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah definitely
0: do you have favorite song off of your most recent album? I think Christmas time is my favorite personally.
2: Christmas time is great. Yeah. Uh, Walter Chase, uh, one of our members, <laughs> he, he put that together, uh, you know, it, it's kind of in the same vein as the Christmas can can uh, mm-hmm. a classical melody. He, he's rewritten all of that. It's great. Um, I, I'm enjoying the the new original we have by Mike Luganbill, what Christmas sounds like uh, performing "The um, uh, little drummer boy with mm-hmm. uh, all the different styles that we cover we kind of have the dance steps to to accommodate the the different styles that go by the disco and the rock and the jazz and all that it, it's a it's a fun one to put on its feet every night <laughs> as well nice.
3: you have a favorite christmas song like just traditional christmas song not not one you guys cover just one of the classics like if you had to pick one what do you say is your favorite
2: oh gosh that's a tough one um <laughs> One that I've always loved just because it's, it's just has a unique feel is I wander as I wonder. I, I just, I just love how it has just a kind of different feel than so much of the other stuff. Uh, I Mm -hmm. mean, if you got an orchestra playing though, give me sleigh ride all day.
0: (laughs) 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 Especially if you get a lively percussionist in the back where that's his only job. (laughs) Exactly. Just lean
2: into it, dude.
0: (laughs) So I saw on your profile on the Straight No Chaser website um, that you mentioned Harry Connick Jr. is one of your musical inspirations. Absolutely. His Christmas albums, whew, so oh, so good, yeah. so good. One of my favorites. Um, so that made me happy to see. Um, did like your? Did you grow up listening to Harry Connick Jr. Because
2: um, yeah, probably, disco- probably discovered him with a bunch of friends back in the day, um, probably in high school uh about the time blue light red light was coming out you know all all those good tunes uh well i guess you know probably middle school was when harry met sally um but yeah so i did um my what are you doing new year's eve i I arranged that for our social christmasing album it's definitely 100 based on his version uh because i just have always loved that actually when my wife and i met um she was going to be coming back to the city for new year's eve and i sang that to her to ask her uh ask her out for new year's eve so i mean that's when, awesome when, yeah
3: she must have been weak at the knees after that
2: well she's she's a performer too we were doing a, a tour of the full monty she's like this guy oh god he never stops singing <laughs> <laughs> but when but for instance when tyler put together i pray on christmas um that that that's a great harry connor jr song of course uh i was mm-hmm. like yes i was the first one to respond yes let's go let's give send me the sheet of music i'll sing it tonight <laughs> So, um, yeah, I've always, you know, that that first album, I, I've heard him um, talk about um, the recording of that first album, just because I think Mark Shaman was his arranger for years and years and kind of left him high, left him in a lurch about two weeks out. And he did all the orchestrations in two weeks. So he does not necessarily look upon that first album very fondly. But man, that is just it's got a special place in my heart.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't know that.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've heard him speak. He was like, oh, that, that thing. I, but I think it was just the overall experience. And, and, and since then, you know, he's, always, he's done his own orchestrations. Ever since, sorry, I know a lot about Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> Big fan.
0: I am in full support of this. Yes, <laughs> full support. He's my awesome. brother was the one that introduced him to me growing up, so I don't have a Christmas without Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, and I credit my brother for all of that.
2: I, He's I've a, seen him a couple, of good taste. Yeah, I've oh, seen him a couple times in in concert, and then um, one time when we were at the Today Show, he was guest hosting, and I was just like, "Hello, oh my gosh, pleasure, it's... enchanté."
3: <laughs> <laughs> that must have been awesome.
2: Yeah. I was like, Steve, are you freaking out? I was like, just everybody be cool. Just yes, be cool. <laughs> 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 I love it.
0: <laughs> okay. So I know that you mentioned um, going to your hometowns is a cool touring memory, but do you mm-hmm. have any other touring memories that stick out Christmas or no? It doesn't really matter. Just something that you always remember happened.
2: I mean, we played Red Rocks. That was pretty awesome. We got to play the Hollywood Bowl with um, with Weird Al Yankovic. We opened for him. So that was awesome. Shut um, up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who doesn't love awesome. Weird Al? I know. And he was such a good dude. Uh, and his show, I mean, just uh, the fact that he can crank out that kind of energy is ridiculous still. I mean, mm-hmm. costume change for every song. It was just, it's full go. There is no, no 50%. It, everything, this one goes to 11 <laughs> um but yeah i mean we got to sit we did a two-week sit down in paris um we've gotten to play skiva in in denmark do you know where skiva is because i didn't before i went there and it was uh, they have a beautiful hall like they they brought us back to open up this hall that was awesome and then we got to meet the donors and have a dinner with them afterwards and it was just we've gotten to do things in this because of this that we i never never would have imagined How fun.
3: That's amazing. (laughs) So when you opened for Weird Al, did you guys obviously get to talk to him afterwards, backstage or beforehand?
2: (laughs) Well, so I ended up having, we did two shows with him and the guys all got to meet him after the second show. But some of us had scheduled our flights to be out that night for Red Eyes to get home because we'd been gone for a while. So I did not get a chance to really break bread with them. But the guys (laughs) who met him said he was just incredible uh was very, very kind uh, to our group <laughs> after, after having been subjected to it. Uh, but so, but yeah, just, just a good dude.
3: Do you guys have any like, um, or you specifically any dream collaborators you'd love to work with one day? Besides, I assume Harry Connick Jr.
2: <laughs> I mean, definitely him for one, um, you know, Jennifer Hudson would be awesome. Mm. Just, I mean, there's so many great vocalists uh, and, and we, you know, we get to do some, uh, some of that with our album under the influence. Um, mm-hmm. m- many of them were just singing to the original masters, but we were in the in the studio with uh, Sarah Bareilles and Colby Calais Had a nice back and forth with Jason Mraz. You know, he was very involved in the in the arrangement of of his song. So some really cool experiences like that. But I mean, gosh, there, there's a bunch of people that we'd love to work with. But those are a couple that pop off the top of the head.
3: That's really <laughs> cool. I love Jason Mraz. He's brilliant.
2: Yeah. So, and just, and we, and then we met him afterwards. Uh, we were in Nashville. We went to a CMA party, um, just happened to be there. And just, he's like, oh, yeah, guys, that was awesome. We should do some, we should do some more. We're like, <laughs> yeah. Just call us. <laughs>
0: Any dream songs you continually pitch and have been turned down in the democratic process?
2: It's a good question. I, I mean, I've had a number, of, I think we've all had songs uh, that we were like, all right, this is going to be a, hundred percent. That's going to be a home run. We go, Oh no, the audience didn't take to it or something, you know, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately it's not, I mean, we have our say in, in the, the process of evaluating the demos and things like that. But once we get it out on its feet, if, if the audience doesn't really respond in the way we're expecting, then yeah, pitch it. There's, there's, a, you know, the, the beauty of what we get to do is sing all the best music from, you know, the 1950s, 1930s to today. So there's a never ending, um, you know, Trove of treasures to mine that that we just you know if something doesn't work there's there's something else that will sure
0: yeah I mean I was introduced to y'all with Toto yeah Toto's Africa before even the twelve days of Christmas so okay <laughs> I remember being like I think I was at OSU at the time and somebody showed me oh nice on YouTube and I was like what is happening? Like, how is that possible (laughs) with the human voice and nothing else? But I've always been a fan of acapella anyway. So uh, that was quite a moment sticks out in my head.
2: Well, and we had the really awesome opportunity to work with uh, David Page on uh, one of the, you know, the the guy who wrote all the, all the bangers for Toto back in the day. (laughs) And so he came through the line one day when we were out at Thousand Oaks, just said, hi, I'm David Page. I wrote Africa. We're like, huh? <laughs> and it's like he, he bought a ticket and came to see the show. Oh my god! And gosh. so we, we, we talked to him there. Um, you know, every, everybody hit it off. He he was involved in the arrangement of our our Toto medley that we did on the Yacht on the Rocks album. And then mm-hmm. we actually went out and recorded it at his studio. Like there, were, I think there were about four or five guys who went out there and recorded with him on that day. Um, and we so we've got a music video out of that and just like walking through his, I mean because his is just a it, it's it's a museum of all the awards <laughs> and people he's worked with. It's insane. So that I mean that was just you know a pinch me moment.
3: <laughs> Obviously, another popular acapella group that does a lot of Christmas stuff is pentatonics. Um sure. have you have you guys had a chance to work with them or meet them? Would you be open to collaborating with them in the future if they were up for it or?
2: We certainly be open to collaborate. Um, I know some of the, you know, we've, uh, I, we've met in passing, I think there's some you know, certain guys, I've never met them all, um, mm-hmm. myself, truthfully, but there's other guys who have, so we've never had a, a formal meeting of the two of the two minds. Um, yeah, certainly we're open to it. You know, we, we've, over the period of the last gosh, 25 years plus, you know, we've had the opportunity to, to make friends with, you know, take six, the real group out of sweden when we've played there in stockholm so it, you know the, the manhattan transfer uh, just the number of, of groups that we grew up idolizing has been mm-hmm. awesome so you know, mm-hmm. we're we're always open to collaborations <laughs> that <laughs> never never an issue for us
3: now with all your tours across the world and the country do you have any particular is there any fan moment that's particularly stands out in your mind that's as memorable with fans besides going home to your hometowns and seeing how you guys are welcomed back by fans and the, from where you're from, like, is there a particular fan moment that stands out for you?
2: You know, I I think it's probably more of a theme of fan Mm -hmm. moments. Um, you know, just this past week, you know, we were doing shows uh, down South and I couldn't tell you where I was when this happened, but somebody just came through, Mm -hmm. reached out, shook my hand and just, um in the most looked me dead in the eyes and just very earnestly said, You guys bring joy to people. Keep doing this. Just keep doing this. And I was like, Yeah. And you're like, dang, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. if if ever you need that moment of affirmation, like that's it. That's that's what we're about. We're we're trying to give people two hours of escapist joy on stage every night. That's our job. And so you just there's probably there's probably a more elegant one that, it, that if I thought about it a <laughs> little no longer would would pop out, but at the heart of it, like that that gets to the root of it all.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think that's probably one of the biggest compliments anybody could ever receive, honestly. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty a, dang elegant. It just, it resonated
0: mm-hmm. for sure. So questions we always ask people we interview, not that we interview people very much, which you probably can tell
2: <laughs> No. your all.
0: graciousness in this
2: um,
0: <laughs> okay so we typically do cover movies for our podcast so mm-hmm. favorite christmas movie
2: i think I, i'm gonna be a non-purist right now and go with a modern classic of elf that's our favorite too uh, so okay I
0: mean, yeah all three of us rank that as number one it's just one a hit it's list. just a
2: hit yeah it,
0: it is just a hit
2: <laughs> I think my wife and my son are out there watching it right now. Well, <laughs> are awesome. <they>? I know, <laughs> I was, but I was raised on the Bing Crosby, you know, white Christmas, all the Irving Berlin uh, tunes that are just the, those still, I love those as well. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I don't, I don't skew one way or another. I, I love it all. The old, <laughs> the new, anything you got. Are, are you going to ask a hot take on whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not? Well,
0: I mean, it's funny that you bring that up. <laughs> we were, in fact, going to ask that one. <laughs> I,
2: I, I, only, only by the calendar. Only by the calendar. It doesn't really share anything else. <laughs> it? Gotcha. that's all I'll give it.
3: Do you have a favorite like Christmas special, like on TV, like Rudolph or Charlie Brown or the Grinch or anything like that?
2: Um, I do. I, yeah, I do. Always have loved the Grinch. Just there's something about that that narration. Is it Vincent Price? Or is it Boris uh, Karloff?
3: It's Karloff, right, Julia? Say hi- Is it Karloff? I so. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah,
2: but uh-huh. just, just the again, I, I guess it's probably the reason I like that. I wonder as I wonder because it almost has that sinister undertone with that just that deep bass kind of. It, it it's it does it's a at the end, it's almost antithetical to um to Christmas, but in, you know in the end it's, it's got its heart in the right place. Yeah.
3: <laughs> So I have to ask, so one of my favorite Christmas songs is a modern, more of a modern Christmas song, very New York Christmas song, um, Christmas and Hollis from DMC. You're a fan oh, of that okay. song? Do you know that song? Are you a fan?
2: I'm sure I've heard it at some point <laughs> and I don't know it right now. I can't come up with it off the top of my head.
3: I was just oh, curious. It's a, it's a, I'm a, running, give it a listen. It's a running joke on the show. My co-host okay. here, Julia and Tom, not the biggest fans, but it's big here in New York. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just curious.
0: You want to? a few bars anthony uh, i'm not i'm not gonna... software oh okay all right
2: <laughs> i don't
3: want to make our forecast uh ears bleed but
2: <laughs> oh gosh i'll have to um, give it a listen i, I know run dnc runs deep in new york that's for sure yes they do <laughs>
0: <laughs> um where can our listeners get more information online um for straight note chaser
2: yeah, you can find us uh, at SNC, or www.sncmusic.com, S, Straight No Chaser, SNC, and then all their socials are SNC Music as well. Um, we'll be out, like I said, with the uh, slaying It tour all through the end of the year um, with some other fun little media hits here and there. So hope that people will check those out.
0: We are so thankful you came on to talk with us. This was a blast. Um, Mm, I know that my son does a light show, Christmas light show every year in our front yard, and there is always one of your hits included in it. So he was pretty jazzed (laughs) to find out that we would be chatting with you tonight.
3: You guys are going to be my flex this holiday season when your music comes on at, you know, in the car (laughs) or at a party or anything. I'll be like, yeah, I talked to one of these guys. Yeah,
2: we go (laughs) way back.
0: So thank you that's so awesome. much for your time. Have a fantastic yes. rest of your tour. And I thank hope you. you're, would you say four days for Christmas are the most restful four days that you get?
2: Oh, I assure <laughs> you, i, I we, get all, we get our rest on tour. When we come home, that's when we have to get serious with family and kids and all <laughs> there those you things. Go. There <laughs> you go. Well,
0: well, thanks so much.
2: Thanks, you guys. Merry Christmas to you all.
3: Yeah, have a very happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Steve was awesome, Julia. Like he was so much. He not only was he nice, he was actually a really funny guy too.
0: Yeah, he was legitimately funny. It sounds like these guys have just a ton of fun touring together. And it's neat how they formed in a college in the college experience and it seems like it still feels that way. Oh,
3: I love I love that he called out right away that yeah if we formed in college to pick up girls (laughs) which is awesome (laughs) super super nice guy though
0: absolutely i love meeting somebody that's a part of my christmas playlist already i have some straight note chaser uh songs in my christmas playlist and so um it's always neat to put faces to music like that so yeah
3: Agreed. He's part of my uh they're part of my playlist as well. And the great Christmas life fights, part of my Christmas canon every year. So the fact that we got to meet two people associated with both of those has just made my season already. And it's not even December yet.
0: <laughs> so we hope you really enjoyed our opportunity to talk to these amazing people. Um and I don't know, we like to bring you new and exciting content. Hopefully this counts for that.
3: Yeah, for sure. And Tom, I hope you enjoyed these interviews as well since you did all the legwork to set them up <laughs> <laughs> you could not be a part of it
0: thank you Tom uh, for setting yeah, thank all of you, this
3: up. thank you Tom it was <laughs> awesome
0: we're never going to hear the end of that by the way
3: no we won't but that's okay Tom because we'll let you have that one because they, it seriously was awesome talking to both of yeah, them so it was <laughs> can't, can't wait to see who you get us next year
0: That's right. Get to work, Tom. You get big boots to (laughs) fill.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Julia. It was so fun talking on a random Black Friday.
0: Right? Like talk about enhancing our Christmas start. (laughs)
3: Yeah, for sure. And listeners, like Julia said, hope you enjoyed these two interviews because we really enjoyed conducting them. And uh, yeah, we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and are getting your Christmas shopping done with all the sales this weekend. And yeah, make sure to tune in to the Great Christmas Light Fight on Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Mm
0: -hmm. And pick up that new album by Straight No Chaser.
3: Don't just pick up the album from Straight No Chaser. Check to see, they're touring all over the country and, you know, countries for their Slaying It (laughs) tour. So, you know, check locally to see if they're going to be live because... They would be totally worth seeing live so for sure and of course come back monday to listen to our newest episode regular episode of Tissa podcast because i can guarantee you it's a fun one we cover hannah waddingham's home for christmas and trust me when i say it's a festive perfect way to start off your week so julia have a great weekend you too bye
2: you're y'all you're me you you're a, one.
1: You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You're a mean
2: one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a
0: heel. You're as Huddly as a cactus
2: You're as charming as an eel Mr. Grinch You're a bad banana With a greasy black peel You're a up me. You're a mean me. You're a me. Mr. Grinch Oh, you're a foul one Mr. Grinch You're a nasty your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of, <laughs> of gum. The best three words that describe you are quote sting, stank, stalk You're me. You're me. You're me. Yeah. You're me. Yeah. You're me. One yeah. Mr. Grinch. Oh, oh, oh. You're me. You're me. You're yeah. me.
3: in your oh. you're a monster your heart's an
2: empty hole your brain is full of spiders you got garlic in your soul you're a vile one mr grinch you have
0: termites in your smile you have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile
2: mr grinch mr 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 grinch you're so Great, you're me, you're me, mean me Mr. You're, you're me, you're, you're me. A a me, you're 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 me, you are me 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 you are me
1: you are me you are me you are you are me you are you are me you are me me you are me the bridge